What's up, guys? It's three-time NFL Pro Bowler All-Decade Return Specialist, Josh Cribs. I want to welcome you to the College Sports Connection Podcast, where AA Alex and AJ host the Mid-American Conference Best. everybody welcome back to the csc podcast all action all the time i'm your host alex the captain joining me as always it's aj the guru what's going on everybody aj we are finally past mac tournament championship weekend first off a big shout out to both kent state men's basketball and toledo women's basketball on winning their respective tournaments and getting to the ncaa tournament as an 11 seed and a 12 seed or no as a 12 seed and a 13 seed um for the tournament it's it's gonna be a fun one i'm excited for those teams great time in cleveland the mac front office did an excellent job with this tournament so hats off to them for a great atmosphere the women's game the women's final was insane i think i saw there were about four thousand fans there for that game which solid turnout for for the women's finals but what what more do you expect when it's the the most heated rivalry in the conference uh, for a championship. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I saw it. I think it's watched it. I saw highlights on Twitter and whatnot. It looked like a fantastic crowd, great atmosphere. And, you know, I was there last year and uh, it was a lot of fun, both men's and women's games. Uh, it was great to see Toledo win, uh, of course, football this year and now a, uh, a, a Mac championship in the basketball. Yeah, the women absolutely came out. They came out on a, with a mission and all the post game interviews, you know, Coach Cullop talked about. You know, we didn't want to leave anything to chance with the NCAA committee um, as they had a stellar record last year, only four losses last year yeah. and were left out of the dance. They uh, and they, you know, said we're not leaving anything to chance this year. So hats off to them. On the other side for the men, Kent State, there were almost 10,000 people there for that final. Yeah. That was, you know, I know you and I've talked about it before with uh, uniform game, not great for TV, but man. I mean, I'm sure you've seen Rocket Mortgage hopping with with Cavs games, but mm-hmm. that was a hostile environment from both sides, and it was awesome. Yeah, it looked like it. You know that that game kind of got away late, got a little ugly in the, past, yeah. the last five minutes or however many it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was fun to watch. Great atmosphere. You know, it's great for the Mid American Conference to get that you know that primetime coverage in a big arena, uh, like Rocket Mortgage. Yeah, um, as they do every year, and so just great for the conference, a great game, and uh, it sent a uh, sent a team to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, no, the ex- excellent tournament on both sides, great atmosphere for both, and I I really enjoyed it. Again, shout out to the MAC for hosting a great event. But we put seven teams between the men and the women in various tournaments this year. Uh, looks like we've got Northern Illinois women are taking on Georgia Southern this week in the WBI tournament over in the NIT. We had Toledo men's basketball last night. They actually fell to Michigan up in Ann Arbor, 90 to 80. And I mean, that was a pretty good game. Again, just got a, got a little bit away from Toledo in, in the later half of that game, but 
Toledo was, they were up on Michigan at half, which is, you know, we know Michigan's down this year, but Todd Kowalczyk had those guys ready to play. Michigan was just able to outmuscle them um, and, and pull away late. But then we've got Ball State women. Do you know who they're hosting uh, tomorrow? Belmont. Belmont. Okay. I know Bowling Green is hosting Liberty tomorrow in the WNIT. And then Kent State lost tonight in the WNIT out at Syracuse. So hats off to Kent State. They actually won 21 games this year. And fun little fact I saw before we got on here, that's the most games they've won as a program in 17 years. So hats off to Kent State women for for a great season. You know, they came out, they battled tough, and uh, they had a great tournament as well. I think they made it to the the semifinals. They fell to Toledo, if I'm correct. Yeah, because Toledo beat – Toledo beat um I can I can use words. Toledo beat Buffalo and yeah. then they beat Kent State. Bowling Green beat Ball State in Ball the State. semifinals, yeah. So yeah. um so those will be some good games. Uh it's good to see the Mac getting a chance to host some WNIT games and I know Toledo's had a history of that as well. But moving on to the NCAA tournament, we have two Excellent matchups, in my opinion. Uh, Kent State taking on Indiana in the men's tournament. And then we've got Toledo taking on Iowa State in the women's tournament. Kent State plays Indiana this week over in Albany, New York. So a little bit closer for Kent State fans. I know Indiana is going to travel well, but a little bit closer for Kent State fans. Toledo just has to make a short trip down the highway down to Knoxville, Tennessee, where they will play Iowa State. And I tell you, I've, I, I think that there could have been better matchups for both Toledo and Kent State, but these are very winnable matchups, especially yeah, for Kent State. Yeah, I'm really looking at Kent State to knock off IU. That's what I put in my bracket. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where I think Kent State just they're playing hot right now. Um, they're coming off obviously a great win uh, a couple the last weekend. I think they have a phenomenal opportunity up in Albany on a national stage to knock off an IU. Who IU? They're hit or miss. They're good. They're good. Mm-hmm. They're, they're good when they're good, but when they're bad, they're real bad. And yeah. so I think this is a fantastic opportunity for Kent State to be like OU from a couple of years ago and knock off, you know, a perennial powerhouse uh, and 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 the tournament. And I think Kent State's on the uh, on the track to do that. Yeah, I, I I tell you this, I've been very impressed with what Kent State did this year. Well, you know, we know Toledo won the outright men's regular season championship, but Kent State, I mean, they've looked pretty good all year. They played they played some good games with some with some tournament teams earlier this year. They played Gonzaga at Gonzaga, lost by like seven. They played Houston down at Houston, lost by I think it was forty nine to forty four. So it was like a two two shot game and then college of Charleston, who's also in the tournament, they lost a close one with them. So Kent state this year, sure. They didn't come out on the winning side in those games, but they played tournament teams tough. And Houston is the, what the number two team in the country right now. So I think, you know, Kent state winning or playing them as close as they did and, and stifle, excuse me, stifling that offense. Like Mm -hmm. you held them to under 50 points on their own court. That's just, to me, that's just impressive. Yeah, it really is. And you know, the way, I mean, this isn't news to 
basketball fans the way Kent State has been playing the past couple of years. Right. You know, they played Akron in the MAC championship last year. Um, they've always, they've, the past three or four years, they've been really consistent in the conference and winning and making the tournament, making the MAC tournament, that is, because not every school goes. Uh, but they've been very consistent in their scoring. They've been, they're very good at putting up numbers when they need to. Mm-hmm. And I think in order to beat IU, that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah, I think so. And I'm, I'm pulling up numbers uh, for this game because I really, really like this idea that Kent State can come in and win this game. I know that we tweeted out. We didn't tweet out that Kent State was going to win. I want to be, I want to be very clear about that. We tweeted out that two things, that Kent State's going to be a problem for Indiana and that this was a winnable game. We mm-hmm. never declared that they were going to win. There's been a lot of Indiana fans in our mentions this week. Yeah, I noticed that. They uh not too happy with that. So would be really, really cool to see Kent State win that game. And I don't know. I I'm I'm gonna go off on a quick tangent here because I think it's very, very important to to our people listening to people at home. We we see you saying the commissioner's not doing enough to to get the Mac into with multiple bids into the NCAA tournament. I hear you. I I see where you're coming from. But I'm going to be very, very realistic, and I'm going to be very raw, and it's going to suck, but I'm going to just tell it how it is. When your second-best team, your regular season champion, can't win a game in a lower tournament, that right there proves to me we are not a two-bid league. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been for a while. I'm actually working on an article on this right now. So you guys will want to check that out. But the Mid-American Conference has not been a two-bid league in 24 years. And we've proved that by not doing well in lower-tier conferences or in lower-tier tournaments. Yeah. I, I think you've got to, you've got to, if you want to prove to the, if, to the committee, hey, you need to start giving us a little bit more respect. You've got to win at least two rounds in that tournament and in and the NIT. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finish that tournament two and one, three and one, whatever. However, however long it goes, I think it's 32 teams. So it's 32, 16, 8, 4 championships. So I think you, you don't need to make the championship. You don't need to win the championship. You've got to just advance. Yeah. You've you got to you make it past round one. Yeah. You don't want to be a one and done. And so I think, you know, I hear you. I hear that your frustration that we're a one-bid league. We need to prove that we're not a one-bid league. Now, Kent State could go out and get all the way to the Elite Eight like they did back in 2002. Kent State could also lay an egg against Indiana. Who knows, you know? I think Trace Jackson Davis for Indiana is going to be the hiccup for Kent State. But if... I know I watched the game a little bit closer for the MAC championship than you did, considering I was there. Mm-hmm. Sincere Carey, when he finally got going, was was silly. Yeah, it was unbelievable what he was able to do in that championship game, and I I, I have Kent State winning this game in my bracket. And I think it's one where they absolutely can win. I just, I, I want to see them come out and they come out hard. 
I think that if they come out with the same motor they had against Toledo in the MAC championship, this is, this is a, not a double digit Kent state win, but this is a, they finish by a couple possessions. It's a, a convincing win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my bracket, I have Kent state winning it too. And you and you and I talked about this this morning via text. There's not a ton of upsets in, in the bracket this year. I don't see a whole lot. Right. So I think this year the teams are more defined than years past. Um, but I do see Kent State. I really think Kent State can do it. And right. You know, Sir Carey, he's it feels like he's been at Kent State for ten years. Uh, but he just he's like a fine wine. He's just getting better and better with age. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was great last year, but even this year he's even better. And it's hard to imagine he was able to be better, but he is. Player of the year last year yeah. uh, for for the Mid American Conference and. You know, I, I I I think that you look at last year and what happened with the tournament and Kent State, I feel like there's a question of what if. Mm-hmm. And Coach Rob Senderoff knows that, right? You know, Kent State beat Akron in the semifinals this year, and you saw nothing from them on social media. No. Last year the controversy with the with the the rap about the players and it's just, it was a whole thing. And I, and I really think that this was one of those where Rob Senderoff says, guys, this is a business trip. And he got them focused, got them ready, came out, won a Mac championship. And now they are doing the same thing here. They're coming out ready to play, ready to, ready to play sharp, ready to stay focused. And yeah, I, I don't know, man, I'm really excited for this game. That's uh that's going to be one where I think a lot of people, a lot of people can really, I don't know, get excited about, you know, if, if you're looking at a, at a four and 13 kind of matchup that could, could be an upset. I think this is the one you got to look at. Sure. It's a you late look, game too. Yeah. It's nine fifty five, ten o'clock your time. You know, seven fifty five my time. But you look at Kent State's last five games, of course, beat Toledo or 93 to 78. Game before that, they beat Akron 79-73. Before that, Northern Illinois 76-57. Before that, they beat Akron again 89-84 in overtime. And then they beat Ohio prior to that uh, 82-75. So Kent State puts up numbers. I mean, they're averaging over 80 points a game. Uh, IU, on the other hand, they lost to Penn State in the Big Ten Tournament 77-73. But they riled two two wins before that. Kent State, excuse me. It's Maryland 70 to 60, and then they beat Michigan in overtime 75 73. Lost to Iowa prior to that 90 to 63, but beat beat Purdue, a top Purdue team, yeah. uh, 79 to 71. So I think IU Purdue split this year on that in that series. Um, but I think it's going to be offensive. I mean, you know, since sincere carry on the year, he's averaging uh, 17.6 points per game. He's 41% from the field. 80% from the free throw line. You talked about Trace Jackson Davis. Mm-hmm. He's 20 points a game, 57% from the field, and 68 from the free throw line. These guys are going to put up over 20 points each, I believe. Yeah, this one's going to be this one's going to be a handful. Uh for Kent State and for and for Indiana, uh both. Like it's not I I, I really like what Indiana can do. Um, I think that they bring a lot to the table. You know, they they finished, what, second in the Big Ten this year? Yeah, behind Purdue, yeah. Yeah, so, and and a full three games back. It wasn't like there was a, a race the last, like, week or so. Um, 
for the conference. So they were a full three games back and, and just 12 and eight in conference play 22 and 11 on the season. Like you mentioned, I just, when Indiana's on, they're on. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when they're off, they're very off. Like the, the loss to Iowa doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. No, the loss or the, the, the needing overtime to beat Michigan yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, now they, they do have at least one common opponent this year in Miami of Ohio. Indiana won that game 86 to 56. Mm-hmm. Kent State played Miami of Ohio this year as well. And they beat them 69 to 66. And it looks like yeah. they just had one matchup with them. So that's their one common opponent. Mm-hmm. I don't. Kent State's bread and butter is their defense. They're not going to overpower you if they're offense. It's going to be the defense that that sets the tone for them. So I think if Kent State can come out, play the sharp defense. I mean, they were holding MAC opponents all year under 68 points. Or I think right. that was just on the entire year, all opponents under 68 points. Yep. So this is this is a stellar defense. So I really do believe that this is going to be a game where Indiana is going to have to come out and really battle a quality defense. I just think both sides are going to have to play for 40 minutes. And sure. I, I, I you know, like not, and sincere carry can't carry the no pun intended, carry the team <laughs> by himself. I mean, he's averaging the most points and most assists. I mean, rebounding wise, uh, Maureen Thomas, he's averaging what just under six. Yeah. Uh, Steals Jacobs is averaging Malik Jacobs is at 2.7. Yep. They're going to have to play an all around good game in order to contain IU. Mm-hmm. Well, you, know, you and I both agree that it's very, they're very, very capable of doing so. Yeah. So I, I'm going to hesitate. Not hesitate because I'm confident in Kent State, but I cautiously say Kent State wins this game. The line's Indiana negative four or minus four. So I I like Kent State in this one. If nothing else, I think Kent State covers that. Even if they don't win, they cover that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's it for me on Indiana-Kent State. I guess we can flip over to the women's side where a very, very, very hot Toledo team they're on a 16 game win streak right now. They are. They haven't lost since January 18th, which was a loss to Bowling Green, which they've not avenged. Not only did they avenge it at the end of the regular season at home, they flat out kicked their asses in the MAC championship. Mm-hmm. Toledo went up on a 14 to two run in in that opening game or in that in that championship game, and at one point. Toledo was up by 20 on these guys. Like it was impressive with how they did quality wins on, on Toledo's record, you know, a win at number 14, Michigan, who is in the NCAA tournament, um, a peculiar loss at home to Duke. You take away that third quarter, Toledo loses this by just two baskets. And then a really, really ugly, interesting loss to Penn state on the road by a point. But other than that, Toledo has been, cruising cruise through the Mac championship. They actually 
talking about who they played that Buffalo game was, that was intense. They, uh, that was that an was, overtime was game. Fun game to watch. It was a lot of fun to, to, to watch and to kind of see uh, friend of the programs, both Becky Burke and Trisha call up just to see them in a, in what I would call a coaching clinic of the tournament. You know, yeah. both of them just knew what they wanted and what they wanted out of their players. It was impressive to watch. It really didn't. And obviously we knew what Toledo was capable of, but that game in particular showed me the potential for Buffalo mm-hmm. in the years to come. You know, we talked to Coach Burke shortly after she was hired, and she was ecstatic about this team, what they were capable of doing. And, you know, her I think they met, just from looking from the outside, looking in, I think that team met her expectations and her goals. And yep. they're, they have such a bright future. They're so excited for Coach Burke. We're going to have her on again here hopefully this summer. Yep. Talk a little bit about the season, do a season recap, and see what her goals are for next year. But I mean, that's got to be the, one of the closest games Toledo, Toledo played all year. And I think Coach Burke matched Coach Culp, you know, pound for pound in that game. Yeah, I think so. It was a good heavyweight battle. You know, Buffalo very underrated after losing pretty much everybody on the team last year and the head coach. Um, they came out and they they played tough, and that was a great game. But looking at this matchup with Iowa State. I don't want to say Toledo wins this one. I, I'm I'm confident Toledo can win this game, but Iowa State has a lot of talent, and they're tall. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the the article in the Toledo Blade or not, but this is a team who is incredibly tall. Like they've got three players above six foot on this starting lineup. Wow! Like. It's genuinely impressive. And, you know, I really, really think Iowa State has has a lot of really great talent. And Ashley Jones, um, you know, she has been just an absolute all-star. She's a senior, and she's 6'1 mm-hmm. for, for Iowa State. So she's 6'1. Um, you, you know, you're just looking at this roster, and you're like, Toledo doesn't have this size. I think Nan Garcia and Jess Cook are Toledo's biggest players. And Toledo's going to have to be tenacious. You know, Lexi Darnarski and Emily Ryan from Iowa State as well are just absolutely baller. And yeah, it just, absolutely. It's, this is a good team. This is a really, really good team. Yeah, it really is. I think that's I think the height for Iowa State can be somewhat of a disadvantage because Toledo does play very quick. Mm-hmm. Their guards, their guards are very good at moving the ball around. Yeah. And they're very good on their feet. So I think this is a great opportunity for, for Toledo to take advantage of that because they they can. You know, you kind of look at uh let's see here. Let me pull up the you done something. It's a twelve versus a five seed, right? So it's a great opportunity here. You look at Toledo's last five, they're all wins. You know, there's we've talked about their what 16 in a row they've won, 28 and four on the season. It's impressive. It really is. It, it, it is impressive, but we should know better by this point. Like yeah. we should we yeah. shouldn't be shocked of what's going on. But it's but, still you know, it's we shouldn't be shocked, but it's always like, man, this is just so cool to see. Yeah. Kanisha Lockett, 17.7 points on the year, 4.7 rebounds. Current Mac player of the year. And put Mac player of the year. And uh, forty-five percent from the uh, from the field. 
Sophia Wired, you know, she's killing it with four and a half or four assists. This is a player who last year, I think she played a bigger role, but she's taken more of a leadership role and kind of help running things. So mm-hmm. her numbers are a little bit down from a year ago, but she is one of the one of the true leaders on this team who just goes out and, and she fights. So, you know, Sammy McConowitz, the freshman. Um, or maybe she's a sophomore. She might be a freshman. Let me double check that. Or she's a junior now. She's been with the team that long. Wow. That that COVID year messes everything up. You forget about players and, but yeah, so Sammy McConowitz, also another just absolute baller out here. You know, she's got almost 10 rebounds a game, which is big. She's 10 points a game. Like this is a girl who, wants to come out and she wants to fight and lo- loves her team. But Toledo's really strong off the bench too. Kira Goss, Jada Jansen, Justina King, like Nan Garcia off the bench. You oh, know, Nan-, Nan Garcia fan. Dude, she's a baller. She is an absolute baller. And, you know, she's a six foot junior from, from Indiana. And this is a girl who just has such a high motor. She's not going to get you a lot of points, but she's going to play some defense and she's going to make you earn anything you score on her. Sure. So Nan Garcia and then, you know, Jess Cook, like I I really like what this team does and what Toledo what Toledo can do. This one's going to be a close one. I think I'm I'm picking Toledo because I know that we're we're supporting the Mac here. I think there's a good chance Iowa State wins this game they are the five seed versus the 12 but i but toledo is going to force them to 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 play you know yeah an an interesting stat iowa state has only only gives up 64 points a game toledo is 25 and 2 when they score 65 points Mm -hmm. so this isn't this you know if toledo can get their scoring going i mean they average almost 74 points a game if they can get their scoring going toledo plays so up tempo they don't they don't play slow ball and iowa state kind of plays a little bit of that slow ball style they don't try to force things they don't they don't pressure the court as much toledo can get down and they can play and they can really push then i think there's a really really cool opportunity for toledo here fun fun tidbit which I'm sure you saw me tweet out. There's a really crazy storyline for this too. The current coach, uh, Denley at Iowa state coached at Toledo from 88 to 95, got the Toledo women to their first NCAA appearance and also earned their first ever NCAA tournament win while he was at Toledo. Hmm. He took them to three NCAA tournaments uh, from 88 to 95, I believe it was 1991, 92, and then 94, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe it was 95, that 95 year. But now he's up there at Iowa State. A bunch of his assistant coaches either played or coached at Toledo. Right. So I I, I think the committee has a little bit of a sense of humor in picking this game and picking sure. this matchup. It's a fantastic matchup. I think they match up really closely you kind of look at the over under here i mean it's 140 points 140 and a half points the lines minus 10 and a half for iowa state but i mm-hmm. really think too 
you know, does Toledo pull it off? I don't know because it's March Madness and anything goes. But I think if anything, they're going to give the Cyclones a run for their money, if not pull it off. You know, you look at Iowa State's last five, the four yeah. and one, for the winning wins against Texas, Oklahoma, Baylor, Texas Tech. They lost to Kansas by five. Mm-hmm. So this one's going to be really interesting. I think I'm playing two down at uh, Pat Summit Arena. That's going to be yep. a lot of fun, too. That's going to be a lot of fun. I really, I, I think if Toledo wins this one, they probably lose the next game because their next opponent would most likely be Tennessee down in that arena. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry, you know, I, I love I love Toledo, but you you win round one, you're probably not winning round two on the road in what is essentially a home game for your second round opponent in Tennessee. Right. And it's not even essentially a home game. It is a home game. Like they would play it on is. that court. Yeah. Like that's so that just that sucks if if you're a fan of anybody in that regional and you have to and you have to play Tennessee on their own court, like that's almost unfair. Right. You know, you're 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 giving those fans such easy access. As and they're a, I think they're a four seed. So it's not even like they were a one seed. No, no, they're a four seed. So right. just to me, it just feels a little little off, but you know, that's another complaint for another day. But yeah, man, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited about these tournament games. I can't believe the tournament's here already. This year is already flying by. We're halfway through March. And yeah, I mean, this is this is such an exciting time of year. Really is. And it's an exciting time for the conference too, because not only having teams in the in the big dance, but also in the NITs and WNITs and whatnot. Great opportunity for the conference to get some national coverage and play teams that they never would play outside of the conference or outside of the regular season. Uh, so this is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of games coming up. I think we start tomorrow, don't we? Mm-hmm. We do. Or do we, well, Kent, well, Syracuse, Kent State play today, women-wise. Yeah, I, well, I think those are all the first four games. First four, yep. Yeah. And we have Bowling Green and Liberty tomorrow, and then Belmont at Ball State, which bummed I'm not going to be able to be in in Muncie. That's going to be uh, – the Nash is going to be a lot of fun to see tomorrow with yes. the girls are playing. And Friday, we've got Northern Illinois and Georgia Southern. And as we just talked about Saturday, uh, in the women's NCAA tournament, Toledo and Iowa State. I wanted to go down for that so bad. Like, I, I started looking at it. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, I've got other obligations, and I'm not going to be able to make it. But that's going to be such a fun game. And obviously, the best of luck to to all the squads involved, of course. But uh, go Maxion, go go Golden Flashes, and go Rockets here in the first round. Um, and then good luck to all the rest of the Mac teams in who remain in the WNIT and the WBI, Northern Illinois, Ball State, and Bowling Green. We are all Maction and we are cheering for them. It's gonna be gonna be an exciting weekend for sure. No doubt about it. So that's uh, I think that's gonna about wrap it up for us. Um, AJ, do you have anything else you kind of wanted to throw out? Not yet. I'm sure we'll have some more fun things to talk about next week after after we have a couple games in our belts and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully a couple wins. Hopefully a couple wins. Hopefully we're still talking uh, how far our teams are going to go um, in these various tournaments. Hopefully we've got teams still going wherever we want them to go in these tournaments. But Absolutely. but no, thank you guys so much. Um, it was great. Big shout out to everybody that I got to see at the Mac tournament this weekend. Uh, Great to catch up with some fans of the show, some followers on Twitter, 
Um, so big shout out to you guys for touching base and, and saying hi. Um, AJ, I think I told you, but we had a somebody from the Mac who was volunteering. I think one of the student volunteers recognized our equipment case. So nice. she she was like, wait a minute. Are you guys the CSC podcast? I've seen that. I've seen that uh, equipment case online on Twitter. I follow you guys. So that was a really cool opportunity. Um, big shout out to all 12 schools who we now have stickers for on our on our case, helping us get recognized a little bit, kind of adding a little bit of uh, flash and pizzazz to what we do in public. But man, I tell you what, that was a fun tournament. And I'm already looking forward to, well, finally getting up to Eastern Michigan for lacrosse and starting to check out some spring sports such as well baseball softball it's a good time to be a mac fan and i'm i'm excited for the warmer weather to get out and check out some of these games absolutely it was 70 degrees here today so it was 37 so you will have it'll be 35 and snowing tomorrow so yeah that's fair that's fair well cool um aj thanks so much for hopping on and uh talking some tournament action guys thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week see you.